away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again. Then they remembered his words, and returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home, amazed at what had happened. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks. Thanks. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. God, raise our spirits from the caverns of despair. Help us to walk with gladness in the morning. Open our eyes that we might see what love can do and dare. Today, this hour, as your family, help us to drink the wine of resurrection, not as a servant, but as a friend. Thank you for Jesus, our strong companion. And may joy and peace never end. May your word never return void. Grow a seed in our hearts with your good news. Amen. The words on that day seem to them as leros. The translators of the Bible were very kind and decent people, and they called it an idle tale. But the real Greek word for leros is an agricultural term. As in, when you're walking on the farm in the pasture amongst the cows, please watch your step. There's lots of leros in the fields. They didn't believe it. They didn't believe a word of what those women said at first. Now, it was quite a crowd of women that came to this room where these scared disciples were, these 11 and others. We know there was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, and the other women. We don't know how many women there were. Could have been two or three United Methodist women's circles, for all we know. Could have been 30 women. And maybe there needed to be a lot of women because... They were expecting to see that big stone right there blocking the way. They were there carrying spices. They were expecting to prepare Jesus' body for a proper burial, something that they could not get to when they had killed him and they had put him in this borrowed tomb. And Luke tells us that when those women got back, they were so excited that they hardly made any sense to these disciples. They told the disciples all of this. And what did they tell them? Was it that the stone was rolled away? Was it there were two odd-looking men there 
right by the tomb or inside the tomb? Was it that the tomb was empty? What did they tell them? And we can forgive the disciples for thinking that the women were babbling about a whole lot of Laros or an idle tale. In Mark chapter 16, the women there are so scared after they saw, so in terror and amazement, that it said that they said nothing. But Easter is not the day to say nothing. We got to say something. Even if it sounds like Leros. We've got to share what we've experienced and how we saw the empty tomb, even if it doesn't make much sense. We're here to proclaim that for every day is Easter, just as Jesus told us he would. Christ the Lord is risen today. We sang that great John Wesley hymn, and John Wesley does not say, Christ the Lord rose a long time ago. That wouldn't sound good, wouldn't be very good meter in the hymn, Greg, but it would be untrue. Christ is risen today. The tomb is empty today. But when we talk and when we share, and when we share our hope in a God who can overcome even death, your death, my death, our death, that Jesus has invited us in this walk where our death is not a period but a comma at best, people will think we are crazy. They will think you're dishing out Leros. We find ourselves living in an age of idle tales filled with many questions. What in the world are we to believe on this day? Can we really trust that God is that strong enough that even death can't separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus? Take heed, brothers and sisters. Take Easter courage to proclaim the news no matter how eloquent you think you are. Jesus continued to, to uh, teach and proclaim the good news despite the thick-headedness of his followers and listeners. Peter early on refused to listen. Jesus said it early on before he died. He said, look, they're going to kill me. I'm going to raise, be raised on the third day and, uh, and I'll be ascended. And Peter said, I will have none of that. You will not be killed. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Over and over Jesus watched them ignore what they saw happen before their very eyes. They had watched Jesus feed an enormous hillside of people. They saw Jesus walk on water towards them in the storm. And still, it says in Mark, their hearts were hardened. An empty tomb. Like, what even does that mean? Dazzling white? What's going on? This, I promise you, was not what the women expected when they were walking to the tomb. It's not what they expected to discover at the end of their very sad journey on that day when they were going to prepare Jesus' dead body for burial. I would suggest that the entire story of God's relationship with us, God's creatures, is a story to expect the unexpected. I mean, that's who we are right down to our bone, that something is going to happen beyond our expectation because God not only loves us, but God is powerful enough to bring about God's will for this world. And God is not willing that one should perish. Expect the unexpected. 
For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. As you reflect on today's unexpected news and idle tale, do what those dazzling men told us what to do. Shout it out. Be one of those women who walked through those doors and told those disciples you will not believe what we just saw. Now those disciples thought it was Laros, but Peter took off. It says in Luke, he took off for the tomb and then he, he peered inside. He got up and ran to the tomb, stooping and looking in. He saw the strips of linen lying by themselves and he departed to his home amazed at what had happened. Amazed. Now, we're still at this point not told whether Peter believed or not, but just that he was amazed. Seems to me that amazement is maybe the first step of believing, being amazed. And y'all, the older I get, I find the harder it is for me to be amazed. I get a little more cynical. Maybe I've been, I don't know, tricked a few times. Maybe I'm a little skeptical in life. I don't know, though. I don't know about you. But it's a little harder sometimes to believe, you know, the old thing, like, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably isn't. And a lot of times I've experienced that in life. Or someone else who said, believe none of what you hear, half of what you read, and most of what you see, right? Don't believe it. But the key word for Peter, the thing that took him from Leros to joy was amazement. Poet and writer Rumi said, sell your clever by wonder. We all might be getting older, but we don't have to grow old. I think we've lost, we've lost the possibility sometimes. We've lost our ability to be amazed at anything. We forget that being a disciple of Jesus Christ means it's beyond our imagination and we can live like that. And when we do live beyond our imagination, it floods our soul. And guess what, Lee? Fear gets squeezed out. And all of a sudden, we become like those ladies bursting in the room saying, we have seen the empty tomb. Just like he told us, don't you remember? Peter, Peter got it. Now, from the beginning, we've been challenged to see the world in a different way, in these unexpected and bewildering and impossible ways. God is always doing new things. We should have known that Jesus was going to do this. Out of a formless void came light. Out of water, dry land. From the clay river bank, God took mud and breathed life into you and to me and called it good. We were made in his image. We were told that the wolves should live with the lamb. People got to walk through dry land, through a sea. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Do we not perceive it, says Isaiah? Are we willing to believe that nothing is impossible for God? Which is what the angel told Mary. We see God do impossible things every day. Unfortunately, for most of us, we miss the point. We miss the opportunity. 
We look the other way. We look for the living among the dead and we forget that God's Easter promise is every day. Christ the Lord has risen today. Easter is not the time to offer some boring explanation. You don't have to be God's defense lawyer. All you've got to be is God's evidence. That despite your brokenness and hurt, despite the things that knock us down in life, and they will, despite the things that you could easily use it as an excuse to be cynical and to not trust in a great God, you're here. You're singing Christ is risen. You're singing Easter people, raise your voices. You're living as if you know it is true. And that is all God asks of us. We don't have to know all the answers. All they saw was an empty tomb and later on they would experience the risen Christ. God is asking you and to me to sell our clever and buy wonder and grow young. It's hard for me to even define the resurrection. I know it's true, but we're not here to worship the resurrection. We're here to worship the God in whom all things is possible. Not even death can separate us. You might defined Easter or resurrection differently than me, but I remember holding my son for the first time and my daughter for the first time, and it literally took my breath away. It's an amazing thing to have life placed in your hands. It, at that point, I could have died. I would have died a happy, fulfilled person. How in the world did this little baby get into our life and into our arms and that's exactly what Easter offers, the gift of new life into your very own hands. Resurrection life here and now, as well as in the age to come. See, the Easter message calls us out of our old belief in the finality of death. It puts a, look, nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus, not even death. And so we can live as though we don't have to be scared of anything. What a different world it would be if we all lived in to the faith, the empty tomb faith, that we don't have to be afraid of anything. We look forward to the day when the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. Easter celebrates this new belief with its call to live joyfully in the full assurance that whether we live or die, we shall know love and we shall know life. I invite you today as Easter people to follow those women into every room where there is fear and hate and cynicism and apathy. And I don't care if they think it's Leros, you just let it belt out. You will become the sermon. You will change that room with your witness that there's hope. So burst into every room. Don't be looking for the living among the dead. He's not in that tomb anymore. He's waiting for you right after church or Monday or Thursday. Christ is risen today. Years ago, uh, preacher Lucy Hogan uh, took 
a group of her uh, church, a, a group to Israel, to the Holy Land. And we do that. Uh, some of us have gone to the Holy Land and it's amazing and it's an awesome experience. Her husband had to, you know, stay with uh, the kids and the oldest son was about six years old and he could not figure out why his mama was going to the Holy Land. What, where is this place and what is it? She started to interrogate um, or he started to interrogate his dad about where his mom was going. Uh, John, your mom is going to the Holy Land. Why, he asked. Lucy said, my husband was a bit confused, but his response was, well, you know, Jesus. And Lucy said, I have long recalled my son's response because I think he understood the angel's admonition. He told his father, tell mama he's not there. He's not there. He's ahead of you. And Christ is alive. And it may sound like Laros sometimes, but it's true. Stake your life on it. Live as though you are not afraid to die. And die as those who go forth to live because he's not here. He has risen. God's ways are not our ways. God is always doing a new thing every day. We who have met the risen Christ are to join the women telling of this on Easter morning. And just like it says all over the Gospels, do not be afraid. Just tell all that you have seen. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you for Easter. We certainly can't explain it, but we can be your evidence. And we trust what has passed on to us that death has lost its sting and we no longer have to go forth as those who are scared of anything. Help us to receive your Easter promise today and help us to find you, the risen Christ, in this world today. Amen. Christ is the
This past weekend, I got to do a wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. It was my niece and uh, William um, and uh, William Mayo and Caroline Mayo now, Mr. and Mrs. Mayo. Um, some of you know Cal and Caroline, the parents. Uh, they're from Oxford. On Friday night, they welcomed in their first grandchild. On Saturday, Caroline and William got married. And two days ago, they lost their son, William's younger brother, Thomas. He was 21. Right there, talking. Hey, William, what's your ma- 